Blog Talk Radio. Yes, this is Delon White, R&B soul singer of Ambient Records, and you are listening to Bianca Fly on her beautiful Butterfly Radio Show, part of the Vibration Radio Network, where she gives interviews, information, and covers all types of topics. Welcome, everyone, to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. I'm your host, Bianca Fly. Hope that you guys have had a fantastic week. Excuse me. Um, Hope that uh, today has been fantastic for you guys. And, of course, if you didn't know, the Beautiful Butterfly Radio Show is brought to you by Vibration Radio. That means you're listening to a show that's being broadcast globally. So, big shout out to our friends supporters at Vibration Radio Network. Also, to our wonderful and awesome sponsors. At the shop, uh, Daiquiri and Wings Shop in Marrero, Louisiana. They are huge supporters um, of the Beautiful Butterfly Show. So if you're ever in Marrero, Louisiana, make sure you go by the shop on uh, 3609 West Bank Highway. Tell them Bianca Fly sent you their way. And to our friends at Ambient Records in Kansas City uh, with CEO Stephen Jerome Ferguson, uh, who is bringing amazing, amazing music artists, poets, gospel artists, you name it, on board and getting their um, music spread to the masses. So big shouts out to Ambient Records also, you guys. And tonight, we got a special guest. Uh, she's actually been on here uh, before, but she is back. She is rebranded and better than ever. I'm talking about no other than Arthur Tracy T. Cooper, you guys. And tonight, we're going to be talking about her book entitled Million Dollar Baby. Uh, and so, uh, in this book, she is going to talk to us, um, reintroduce us, reintroduce us to some characters. Um, it's actually entitled The Million Dollar Baby, the cost of fortune on um, the pastor's wives um chronicles um and if you guys have ever read anything by tracy t cooper you know she doesn't put out anything unless it is of great quality um I remember reading uh, Schedule um, in the Pews that she uh, written, uh, parts one and part two. I'm telling you guys, those are literally page turners. So if you haven't a chance, had a chance to read those, go ahead and get caught up uh, so that you can have your opportunity to purchase Million Dollar Baby um, because it is just as phenomenal um, as her other works also. And so tonight, you guys, if you're out here and maybe you got a question or comment for her, feel free to call in. The number is 347-326-913. Is the number you guys, or as many of you like to do, uh, feel free to hit me up on Facebook um, at Bianca Fly in my inbox, and I'll be happy to ask questions live here on the show uh, this evening, folks. So we're not going to delay. Uh, we're going to bring the special lady of the hour on here. Tracy, you there? Hello. Tracy, you there? Yes, I'm here. Welcome. How are you doing? I'm well. How are you? I am doing fantastic. It's been a while, but I'm glad that you are back. Yes. Me too. I'm excited too. Absolutely. So I know that um, you actually, um, I don't want to call it a break because during that time you were definitely working and and grinding and you have uh, restructured some things since the last time that uh, you came on the show. And so for the folks out there, Tracy, um, tell them a little bit about who is Tracy T. Cooper. Okay. So, I am author Tracy T. Cooper. I am the founder of Crowned Air Inc., which is a literary um, consultation group. I don't do publishing um, simply outside of self-publishing because I found um, 
being with two separate publishers in the industry, I've found that publishing um, books can be tricky. And so instead what I try to do is empower others to publish their own work. I give them all of the tools they they need so that they Mm -hmm. can publish on their own. And Mm -hmm. I feel like, you know, that that saying when you – you can give a man a fish and let him eat for a day, or you can teach a man a fish and let him eat for the rest of their lives. I would rather be the, the latter. Um, I recently started a new venture, which is called The Brave Firm. It stands for uh, Brazen Radical Association of Valiant Entrepreneurs. And basically, you read my first book, so you know about Bold Brand. It is yeah. a collection of um, of businesses. So no matter what type of business they may hold, I basically have created a network of businesses. And it's kind of an alliance of sorts. You know, whatever mm-hmm. I find, someone may be in need of a particular service, and I know someone that is in that line of service, I refer mm-hmm. them to someone within my network versus someone outside of our network so that we right. can buy a dollar within our community. Right. And outside of that, I am the author of the Scandal in the Pew series, and mm-hmm. my most recent work is called Million Dollar Baby. So Absolutely. that's who I am in a nutshell. Tracy, one of the things that I, I find um, great about you is that you um, don't create things um, for individuals in which you haven't experienced yourself. So going back when you were talking about, um, you know, uh, learning the, the, the thing about, self-publishing and, and, and keeping your money and, you know, and, and for you, why was it so important to create uh, these avenues for other um, aspiring authors and writers? Lord, because I've been through it. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I count it all joy though. Um, I had that separate publishing I don't even know what you call them. Um, mm-hmm. I've had had two. I've been signed to two different publishers, two very different publishers. Um, right. And my experience wasn't all bad, but mm-hmm. the end result, as far as reaping the benefits of my work, was bad. Um, right. And so that that's one of the reasons that I started that endeavor because I don't want people to experience. You know, you put all of your time and your resources into writing a book. And mm-hmm. then someone reaps all the benefits from the work that you did. You know, right. like in the end result, I felt like I got pimped. I was like, wait a minute. Like, you wasn't with me shooting in the dance, but what happened? Like, you know, and I just don't want that for other people. Right. Um, Absolutely. Uh, you know, what's. Yeah. Which is understandable, and, and I'm glad that, you know, uh, and it's always awful to, to hear people have those experiences, but it's always good to get those learning lessons um, early in the game, you know, so that right. um, you don't continue to kind of fall in those same traps, because it is. It's a lot of, you know, um, I, I've interviewed authors for years, and, and I've had so many people come on and talk about their experience um, dealing um, with um, certain publishers and, and whatnot. And so um, you find a lot more uh, people, in fact, um, going to self-publishing because um, some people are not always told the truth uh, when they walk Absolutely. into a lot of these um, publishing companies and things are kind of, you know, hidden behind the scene and people don't find out till later on. But I'm glad um, that it did not, you know, push you away uh, from the scene of, of doing what is most passionate um, to you and has given you the ability to create, <clears throat> um, you know, uh, these avenues so that you can offer um, help to individuals out here because, um, I and I have to ask you this, do you feel that um, there is a lot of support, you know, just all around genuine support um, for new authors um, in the literary community? No, not at all. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not at all. Um, yeah. I think it's hard in the literary industry, number one, because if you don't really have a backing, it's it's hard because people want you to come in with a backing. But mm-hmm. when you're writing your first book, you don't really have that outside of your family. I mean, I kind of was right. blessed. Like, you know, God created a right. for me and kind of just, you know, maneuvered and made it but a lot of new authors right. get looked 
because a lot of readers are so afraid to read a new person's book. They're like, mm, mm-hmm. no, who is she? Like, <laughs> no, you know. And it, <laughs> so then you get overlooked. But there's a way. I mean, get it in their face as much as you can. Like, get it in their face and let Listen, either they're going to get sick of you or they're going to support you. That, that's how I feel about it. Like, every time you see my see my timeline, you're going to be like, you know what? I'm tired of million dollar bit. Let me go ahead and get her book because she's annoying. <laughs> but that's what I tell you authors. Like, annoy them. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so uh, what, what have you learned? Because <clears> – <throat> Um, about yourself, most importantly, from when you first began to get into the literary industry um, to some of the things that you um, had to deal with and the things that you've learned to where you are now? What are some things that you've learned about yourself, not only as an author, um, but as a businesswoman, as an entrepreneur? Right. Um, One of the biggest things that I learned is to just be me, like stay in my lane, um, one of my biggest challenges is I'm not a fast writer. And I'm not mm-hmm. a fast writer because what I write has to be spirit-led. Like, it has to be, like, I have to know that all of these pieces connect in a strange way. And I know that my gift is, is not just, you know, it's not just talent. It's really a gift. And so one of the things that I've learned is just to pace myself and go at my own pace and and have tunnel vision in my writing, not to focus on anything that anyone else is doing. You know, I I used to really envy people that could write fast. Mm -hmm. And then I started getting compliments about the quality of my work. And it made me kind of happy that I really take my time. You know, I'm like, oh, my God, God, I got to be able to get out a book more than, you know, a book every six months or a book every year. Like, I have to be able to do more than this. But then when I could actually construct my pieces, it's like, okay, all right, it makes sense now because it's an amazing piece of work. So that's one of the biggest things that I've learned is to just work my own gift. Like, don't worry about anybody else's, just work my gift. Absolutely. Absolutely. And of course, um, tonight, folks, uh, if you are just joining us, we are on with Tracy T. Cooper. You guys are going to be getting into her book, um, Million Dollar Baby, um, shortly. Uh, But um, before that, um, what have you noticed uh, in in your writing and getting back into this? Because uh, when you first came on, we came with um, um, Scandal in the Pews. Uh, which was, oh, my gosh, a, a mouth, mouth dropping uh, book to begin. And so um, tonight we are back with Million Dollar Baby. Uh, what has been the most that you've noticed about your growth as a writer from Scandal in, in the Pews to now at Million Dollar Baby? Um, oh, so many things, so many things. <laughs> My first book was crazy. Scandal in the Pews, at least part one, was like bananas. Like, yes, yes. And (laughs) one thing I like that changed in my writing for sure is my wording. Like, I've grown. My my vocabulary has grown. Like, I've grown tremendously as far as my vocabulary. I try to implement the growth in my vocabulary, and I also try to um, cater to the age group of my readers, you know, okay. like I don't have a young, like urban genre kind mm-hmm. of readership. My readers okay. are, they're a little bit more seasoned and mature, which I'm grateful for because they spend money. Okay. Yeah, but, absolutely. Um, <laughs> um, but they also, you know, they expect a different flavor like than than young people so it's not as racy I guess as you know Scandal in the Pews part one but it's still gritty and raw to where someone who reads urban can you know relate and gravi- like gravitate to so mm-hmm. I guess I would say that Awesome, awesome. And so uh, tonight uh, we're going to get into Million Dollar Baby, guys. Uh, it's the Pastor's Wives um, Chronicles, um, Volume 1. And so um, with this book, uh, you, you kind of reintroduce for the folks who might who might have read Scandals in the Pews. You reintroduce them to um, a very very interesting character, um, Nadira. Is that her name, Nadira? Who was the the boss lady? Yeah. 
Okay, mm-hmm. so we, we get to introduce you, Nadira. And so uh, for the folks uh, who, who are just catching up, tell us a little bit about um, Nadira and what she brings um, to your series. Okay. Nadira is a boss in every sense of the word. She is a little bit selfish and a little bit self-absorbed, mm-hmm. um, if I could say that, but she's very enterprising. <laughs> like, she sees enterprise in everything. Right. Um, her mind, the way her mind works is everything is about a dollar at the end of the day. Um, in this series in particular, there's a lot of growth for Nadira because I listen to my readers. You know, I, li- I read them reviews when they're like, she is selfish, she is evil, and I'm like, yeah, she is, you know, but this book was her breakdown. Like this book had to show the evolution of a woman, you know, the evolution of her choices and her mm-hmm. growth and growing pains because every young woman in her early thirties, we experience growing pains. And so mm-hmm. I wanted to show that like the trials and tribulations of love, um, you know, of, of kind of wanting something that you don't actually know before you you know, grab hold of it. She got into this relationship with a man that she just thought was everything. And then she realized, like, wait a minute, I'm 20 years difference do make a difference, you know? So mm-hmm. it, it's really, she's really the, she is, to me, the epitome of a young woman in her early 30s. And she, she shows all of the, you know, even though she's so enterprising, she has all of those characteristics of a young, semi-single woman. When creating um, Nadira, did you have any idea that uh, she would become, you know, this <laughs> really this this outstanding character? Did you have any idea that your readers would would navigate towards her um, so much? I, um, I hope I my hope was that they would because she is she's not my favorite character but she is one of my favorite characters she's probably Mm -hmm. the one that I relate to the most um but yeah I I, I hope that was my ambition that they would gravitate towards her and that they would have the exact relationship that they have with her which is love hate Mm mm-hmm for you uh, with this book, A uh, Million Dollar Baby. Uh, so for the folks out here, tell us what we're going to be in store for uh, when, without giving away too much. Uh, when we when we purchase Million Dollar Baby, tell us uh, a little bit about who are some of the other characters that we're going to meet um, and kind of set up the, the background for folks. Okay. So one of the characters that I read introduced well all of my characters from Scandal and a Few, the ones that I left over are reintroduced mm-hmm. in this book, Gregory, Sheila. Um and you are also okay. introduced to Sheila's twin sister within this book. Um oh. for those who have read Scandal and a Few's part three, um at the end of Scandal and a Few's part three, um Sheila's twin sister kinda dropped a bomb on her. And so mm-hmm. With the introduction of the Pastor's Wives Chronicles, this is a series of 10 books which will be complete standalone. So even if you didn't read Scandal and the Pews, oh, wow. you can absolutely read Million Dollar Baby as a standalone. Okay. You'll probably, after reading it, want to go back and read the Scandal and the Pews series just because there's so many little nuggets in there. But in Million Dollar Baby, it opens up with Nadira kind of in the fight of her life. Um, from some of the things that she had she encountered in Scandal and a Few Part Three, um, mm-hmm. her you know the dissipation of her marriage, her you know on her quest to kind of you know feed all of her immediate needs and greed, and then she has this epiphany like wait a minute something in my life is missing and it's been missing all the time and that's why I keep making these decisions that I keep making which is you know typical of a woman in her thirties. Um, right. Sheila and Gregory, like, I mean, I know most people who know Scandal in the Pews know that they had, like, a rocky relationship, but this new Reds and Slick is, like, amazing. I'm here for them. I love them right now. Like, they're my favorite people right now. Um, <laughs> so you kind of see their new romance kind of blossom. Um, and then there are some really, really gritty, shady new characters that I introduced that are different, to say the least. And this story is really a story of, 
you know, Nadira finding herself, but the way that she finds herself and in the people she finds herself within, it, it's just kind of bananas because it, it kind of blows you because you never really know who's who in your life. Right. For you, uh, what was the motivation behind? Because I know that you had written a series with Scandal in the Pews, and so now you um, had, are creating um, standalones for this. So what was um, the, the change in, in creating a series versus now um, deciding to do, you know what, I'm going to do some standalones with these? Well, um, the, the standalones for me are just easier. Like, all of the standalones will have a correlation. You don't have to read them in any particular order. And the right. reason I wanted to do a standalone is because it just takes the pressure off of my brain. Like, <laughs> for a writer, it's so hard when people say, oh, when is part two coming out? And it's like, right. there is no part two. I don't want to write no more. I'm tired of talking about Nadira, Gregory, and Sheila. I want to give y'all some new names and some new characters, and y'all going to take it. So, <laughs> that was it for me. I wanted to just introduce y'all to another part of my brain. Like, I wanted to introduce mm-hmm. you guys to murder mystery and just different things that you wouldn't expect from me, from me as a writer. Absolutely. How have you found that this this particular round, how, how have you challenged yourself more um, as a writer um, to push while creating um, Million Dollar Baby? Oh, man. Oh, man. Um, I challenge myself in a lot of ways. Um, I'm not, I'm, like I said, I'm earlier, I'm not really a fast pace writer. I try to get every detail correct, and I'm kind of a perfectionist. But while right. writing Million Dollar Baby, I'm also in the process of writing a major book um, for a major publication. Okay. And so that was a bit of a challenge because it's like you have to kind of divide your time and your energy and your creativeness. And right. then, as I said, because these are standalones, then all of these other ideas are kind of circulating in my head. So simultaneously, as I wrote Million Dollar Baby, I wrote the next standalone in the series, which is entitled Friends with a Monster. So mm-hmm. that will be coming out shortly. Um and that that was my biggest challenge is to, you know, pace myself to give you guys the best work and the best quality work that I could, but also to juggle right. all of my individual projects, the Triple B Squad, um, and all of my little individual projects at one time and have balance and still give good quality work. Right. Um, for you, what have you found to be um, your inspiration um, as far as your character? Because I know a lot of people have asked you, uh, Tracy, are these real characters? You know, are these real people uh, that you know? Uh, where did you get the inspiration uh, to create um, the characters that you've created thus far? Um, okay, so my original scandal and Pews was actually inspired by my mentor story um, that she, Mm -hmm. her actual life story. And then I kind of just got creative outside of that. Like, you know, you just start, I'm a people watcher. I work in the transportation industry as well. And I'm a people watcher. Like a lot of times in the train station, I will people watch and I just watch these people and I make up stories. Like, you know, you see strange Mm -hmm. stuff, you see little domestic incidents, you see a husband and a wife arguing. And I just, you know, use my imagination and create, you know, (laughs) what's really going on in their relationship, you know, things like that. Absolutely. And, and how, how do you deal with the, the demand um, that readers have on authors? Because it goes back to what you were saying about how some people may read a book and they're like, okay, I want a part two. And you're like, well, there is no part two. And so, but then once you write books, you know, you have readers who read those books and then they're like, okay, when's the next, when's the next coming? Is it pressure um, on a, a author um, to keep on producing because I know early in the show you said you know you, you're not one of those individuals who just drops those books out fast you know you, you take that time to um, nurture your work and so is it a lot of pressure when people are constantly okay Tracy when's that next book coming when's the next you know it, is it a lot of pressure on you there is no pressure at all because like I said I I just, I've learned that I can't move in their time. And a lot of times right. when people say, when is that next book coming? The first thing I'll say is, it's coming soon. You know, I'll give them the title because I, 
that's kind of what I developed first is the title before I develop okay. the storyline, which is kind of weird. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I, I often give them the title. I'll, I'll tell them, you know, what it is that I'm working on now. And, I'm, you know, I'm so um, encouraging of other people's work. I'll be like, you know, check out such and such. Like, she got a dope book out right now. Like, did you read it? You know, it kind of, like, takes the pressure off of me because, you know, there's other things you guys can be reading so you can leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, what we're going to do, guys, we're going to come back because we got some uh, questions for some of the listeners. And if you guys are on the line and you got a question, uh, feel free to call in. You guys, we are on with Tracy T. Cooper. You can call in at 347-326-9139 is the number, you guys. All you have to do is press 1 um, if you're already on the line, and we'll be happy to ask your, um, let you come in and join the conversation and ask your question live on the broadcast this evening. So we're going to take a little break, you guys, but we're going to come back with more. Tracy T. Cooper, you guys, right here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. Hey, everybody. How y'all doing? This is Lyrics Brown, author of the Law to the Hustle series 1 and 2. Also author of The Devil's Calling, Card 1, 2, and 3, all available on Amazon. And when I'm not writing, I'm listening to Bianca Fly here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. Y'all be easy. Welcome back, everyone, to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. I'm your host, Bianca Fly, and tonight, you guys, we're on, we are on with the author of Million Dollar Baby, you guys. I'm talking about Tracy T. A. Cooper, you guys, and so um, our first question, Tracy, comes from Haley um, from Facebook. Um, she says, what was the most difficult scene um, or part for you to write um, in this particular book? Um, the most difficult part of this book for me was um, the scene where Nadira's birth mother has to give her up. Um, wow. I don't. I think it was so difficult because I'm I'm big on channeling emotions when mm-hmm. I'm writing because I want my readers to feel it. But I just I'm not a mom, but I couldn't imagine like you know I couldn't because I'm you know, so family oriented, I just couldn't imagine, you know, my mom having to leave me behind or my siblings behind or any mother like having to, you know, go through the pain of labor and then walking away from the child that you love and not by choice. Mm -hmm. So that Mm -hmm. was probably my most difficult scene in, in, in Million Dollar Baby. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, this one comes from um, Kristen from Atlanta. Uh, she says, what do you think about book reviews? She says, do you believe that authors um, can gain greater insights um, about their works in, by their reviews? I absolutely think their reviews are important. I mean, you know, word of mouth is, is super important, uh, and a review is just like word of mouth. You know, some people may not have readers in their immediate circle. So when they go to read those reviews on Amazon or on Goodreads, it's super important to for other people to see that somebody else read this and, and found it to be good or they, they found, you know, sometimes it's bad. And for me as an author, I absolutely read those reviews. Like I remember in Candle and a Pews, I was so discouraged at one review because it, it was like, this is pure trash. But then I had like mm-hmm. 70 other reviews that was like, this is amazing, you know. But you, I've learned to take the good with the bad. So I absolutely think that reviews are important for both authors and readers. Right. Absolutely. Um, this one comes uh, from Ebony from uh, Florida. She says, um, out of all um, of the books you've written, um, which one is your fave thus far, and who's your favorite character? That's so hard, Ebony. Why would you ask me that? <laughs> um, <laughs> my absolute favorite book to date is Million Dollar Baby. 
Um, like I said, it just it has so much evolution in it. The evolution of a woman, um, the evolution of relationships. The, it shows that true love doesn't die. There's so many things that Million Dollar Baby shows and proves that this is my overall absolute favorite book. Like, I'm I'm super sad that I'm not giving y'all a series based on Million Dollar Baby, and I'm I'm <laughs> o- almost contemplating it. That's how much I love this book. Wow. <laughs> Uh, this one comes from Suzanne uh, from Houston, Texas. Uh, she says, um, what, during the process of writing, uh, she says, how often have you written uh, great scenes but did not put them in your book? Sheesh. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure um, one of my very close friends could tell you, Marie Norfleet could tell you, like, how much I ripped out of this book um, yeah. because I wanted this to be a fast-paced read, and I'm an overwriter. Like, I overwrite because I want to give you so much detail. Um, mm-hmm. In this book, I was just ripping out chapters like, no, don't give them all of that. Make them, you know, give them more suspense. A lot of times I do. I scrap a lot of stuff, like my original version of Million Dollar Baby versus the version that I put out ended up being the best. The version that I put out ended up being the best version, but the other version of it had so much more detail, but it didn't it didn't give way for suspense and you know real drama and mm-hmm. just you know all of the things that make a good book. Right, Tracy. If you weren't um, an author and, and a writer, uh, what do you think you would be doing? Hmm. <laughs> well, right now I am pursuing um, a nursing degree. So I probably would be a nurse. Um, yeah. I love people, especially children. And so pediatric nursing probably would be it. When you first, um, because a lot of times people talk about their first discovery in, 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 in becoming a writer, when you first um, decided, you know what, I, I, I got some stories I want to tell. I want I want to be a writer. Uh, did you ever think uh, that you would be have produced um, all of these uh, great works and in, in series, and now um, a chronicle uh, that you have now? I did not. I never. I never thought like when I first started writing a couple of years ago, like, I mean, I've been writing all of my life, but when I first started getting serious about it and thinking about publishing, I was in a relationship, right? And mm-hmm. um, my my boyfriend at the time, I, I was at home writing and he picked up a book, like, you know, like I was writing on a, a pad and paper and it made him so mad. I was like, I must really be great because why are you angry about, you know, fiction? That to me, <laughs> that reaction, like maybe it, it made me curious to know, you know, what an audience would look like. So once that right. relationship ended, I finally like got the nerve to pursue, you know, writing as whole. You know, I, I reached out to a publisher, and I'm just like, hey, I want you to check this out. And this man called me back the following day at 7 o'clock in the morning and was like, <laughs> we want to sign you. And I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm good, good. Like, okay. Like, so that, I, I, but I never thought that I would take it this far. I didn't even think I had another book in me after Scandal and the Fuse. I was like, what am I supposed to write about now? But now right. it's like, I don't know. I have all these people in my head that talk to me, and I can't stop writing. But yeah. Do you think that um, for you in, in, in this uh, writing process, uh, what do you believe um, challenges you um, as a writer? Are you an individual who definitely, you know, sets the bar high for yourself? Uh, is, is Tracy's Tracy's worst critic, <laughs> in other words? I, I absolutely am my worst critic. I absolutely yeah. am. It doesn't matter. When other people are like, it's so good, T, it's good, you know, I'm like, no, nah, it's not good enough. And like, I have I have about maybe three or four people that I read my work to, like, while I'm writing, and I watch their reactions, and if their reaction is not what I want, I scrap it altogether. Like, no, it wasn't. You were not giving me what I want. And they're like, no, it was good. What did you want? And I'm like, your face was not giving me the feedback that I needed. And, no, this is not it. You know, so I, I I absolutely am my worst critic. Like I'm just I'm always 
constantly, constantly trying to improve, trying to write at the level that I think is exceptional, you know, or trying to write at the level of those that I consider to be great. Absolutely. And uh, this one, um, we got another question. Uh, this one comes from Tina, um, also from uh, Houston, Texas. She says, uh, have you ever thought about turning any of your books into stage plays or movies? Yes, yes, and yes. Um, I'm actually <laughs> in the process right now. I have a, a trailer um, that is on Netflix that is going to be a part of the Scandal in the Pews um, series that we are creating for Netflix. So absolutely, um, the stage play, I've had a lot of inquiries about stage plays, and I'm just not sure because I'm not really a screenwriter. I don't know how to do the adaption, but I would, I would like to see it happen. So if there's a screenwriter out there, hit me up on Facebook. We can talk. Absolutely, absolutely, because I definitely, without a shadow of doubt, uh, believe that Scandal in the Pew (laughs) should definitely be on the screen. Like, I'm telling you guys, like, uh, literally, um, I was on my my, my Kindle and swiping my life away. Like, I was staying up all hours of the night reading this book because it was just that good. It was a constant page turner. And you kind of felt, you know, you felt like you were a part of the storyline. You felt like you were just in the midst. Um, of everything that's happened and now um, the same thing you know with, with Million Dollar Baby and so Tracy is has is that your t- intent has that been your intent from the beginning to make sure that you when readers read your book you, you pull them in you draw them in and kind of make them feel like they were the, a part of the story as well absolutely from page one like from page yeah. one because I'm that reader if you don't grip me between page right. one and three I'm not reading anymore so uh, that is always my intent with my readers to grab y'all from page one. I want to make y'all mad a little bit. I want y'all to feel like, you know, <laughs> these y'all literary aunties, you know, like, you know, I want y'all to really feel a part of the story. Like, you know, to feel all of the emotion to get the last that are in the book, even though, you know, the content may be serious. I, I really, I really do want my readers to feel a part of the story. And a lot of times I'm happy because at the end of the book, they're like mad. Like, why would you do that to such and such? And I'm like, girl, okay, you don't understand what she took me through. But, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, and, and I know you mentioned this earlier, especially uh, talking about an ex-boyfriend for this type of way about one of the characters. But, uh, oftentimes, as a writer, um, especially if you're writing a book that's so detailed um, as all of yours are, uh, how do you keep people from, you know, getting their feelings and thinking that you're talking about them? <laughs> Maybe like a, a character resembles them, you know? And so, like, how do you go about dealing with that? Because I know sometimes people, and that may not even be your intent. You might not even have that individual in mind, and then they read your book and they're like, wait a minute. This kind of sounds like me. So, you know, how do you deal with that? Because that's, that's something, you know, authors have to deal with uh, on people, you know, thinking that, you know, certain individuals are writing about them. You know what? <laughs> that's so funny because um, <laughs> a couple of <laughs> um, um, in this particular book, someone that I, I dealt with in the past, they, you know, and they read all of my books, so he sent me a text recently, like, were you talking about me? And I'm like, I think there's a song that says, if the shoe fits, wear it well. That's it, that's all. <laughs> like, if you found yourself in this character, I, you know, it, it's fiction. It clearly states that in the beginning. But I think that all writers do. All writers adapt a little bit of your, you know, your personal life and people that you have known. Like, you adapt those to make your character more realistic so Mm -hmm. of course yeah I do have a lot of people that you know find themselves in it and you know as I said if the shoe fits wear it well I mean I can't there's not you know not much I can do about that right absolutely absolutely and for uh for you as an author uh what have you found What what are some of the goals that you have set for yourself um, as an author, what do you want to see um, your books go? What do you want to see uh, manifest from uh, these amazing projects you've created? Um, my biggest goal right now is probably 
seeing them on screen. Um, mm-hmm. I want to Million Dollar Baby. At first, I was so against it, but I felt like I needed to give my readers some closure from part three of Scandal in the Pew. And then once mm-hmm. it was finished, I love, love, love this book. And so I was just talking to um, the producer who does all of, you know, my film. And I'm like, right. I really want to shoot Million Dollar Baby. And he's like, you didn't even like Million Dollar Baby. Like, I don't understand. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, this book is phenomenal. Like, I really <laughs> want to see this on screen. And so I think film is my ultimate goal. Um to produce a series that is on a major network is one of my ultimate goals. And I also just did something really, really cool that I wasn't sure that I could pull off, and it was entitled Everything is Love. And Everything is Love was a book and business shower. And in Everything is Love, I um, presented Million Dollar Baby. There was also another author there who presented her literary work. And then we had 10 vendors from, you know, all across the tri-state area and beyond, and they came together with their businesses, and we had a love shower for them. And so another thing that I would like to do within the next 12 months is to take Everything is Love on tour and go to different cities where there's authors and, and kind of shower because, you know, amongst our people, a lot of times we don't like to support other businesses. We don't really show the love and support that we should for our authors as well. And, like, the True. love that was in this place was incredible. So I really would like to take Everything is Love along with my books on the road and to, you know, give some love to some of those authors and business owners that are not really getting the love that they need. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I'm glad, um, you know, because the, the, the thing about it is that in, in the literary industry, and, and I'm pretty sure other industries as well, but particularly with the literary industry, <clears throat> because there um, is it, not often a lot of camaraderie uh, for authors. Yeah. Um, a lot of authors feel alone because they have to learn so much on their own, you know, and sometimes people get frustrated <clears throat> and intimidated um by, by others and they they tend to not put their best foot forward um or their effort in their works and so being able to see um you put things in place where people are able to come together collectively and be supportive um it's what people need because you know the thing about Absolutely. it is that there's not just supposed to be one author out here you know you yes. know, we all would have, yes. you know, the same books and reading the same thing. And so I think sometimes people feel like, you know, that they're the only ones that are supposed to be writing. Just like you have some people who feel like, well, I'm the only one supposed to be singing. Um, there's enough right. space and opportunity for everybody to grow um, when it comes to their craft. And so for you, um, Tracy, for those aspiring authors, aspiring writers, um, you know, just looking back, at the things that you've learned thus far, what would be your words of advice about those who want to get into uh, the literary industry? Study your craft. Study your craft and don't just jump out there and do it. Study these contracts that you're signing. Study the greats. Like, there's always some there's always something to aspire to. So one bestseller doesn't mean that you 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 achieved it. Like you know there there are greater there are greater heights to attain. And I always tell you know within my literary firm I try to tell people study the greats. If you want to be great, you have to study those that are greater than you, and mm-hmm. be a constant learner. And don't be afraid to ask for help. And the biggest thing of all. You'll get the love back, but you got to support others. The support and the love that you pour on other people comes back to you a hundredfold. And so right. when, you, when you're just a person who loves on other people and supports other people, that love comes back to you. It doesn't matter how many people try to overshadow it, how many people try to step in the way. Support other people the same way that you want to be supported. And, I, like, I promise y'all who are out there and you want to jump into this industry, jump into this industry being supportive, being open-minded, being in love on people because we never know what people are going through. Like, we only know each other through this computer screen. We don't really know what's happening behind the scenes. So just love on people, be encouraging. As in, everything that you want from others, learn to be yourself, and all of those things will happen for you. 
them. Absolutely. Absolutely. And for the folks uh, out here, uh, Tracy, tell them where they can go uh, to purchase Million Dollar Baby. <laughs> Million Dollar Baby right now is only on ebook on Amazon.com. Um, if you'd like to purchase a paperback copy, you can email me at thebravefirm at gmail.com. It will be available on paperback through Amazon and Barnes and Nobles next week. So you can also purchase it there. Um, and make sure y'all download it on Kindle. Leave me reviews. I really love reviews. So leave me some reviews, y'all, and let me know what you think of my million dollar baby. Awesome. And uh, Tracy, for the folks who want um, more information about the Brave Firm as well as Crown Her uh, Inc., um, tell them how they can go about um, connecting with you um, about those as well. Sure. Crown Air Inc. has a book club on Facebook. It's Crown Air Inc. So C R O W N E D H E I R Inc. is our book club. You can join Crown Air Book Club. You can connect with me there. You can also connect with me on Facebook, author Tracy T. Cooper. And the Brave Firm, our website is being worked on as we speak, but you can reach me at thebravefirm at gmail.com. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And so um, I know that, <clears throat> wow, we're like only um, literally uh, a couple, what, a month or two away from the from the end of the year. The new year will be around the corner before we know it. Um, what can people um, expect? Um, and, and I know we talked about this earlier in the show and people requesting <laughs> what they want from artists. <laughs> and so what, what can people expect? Uh, from JCT Cooper um, going into 2019. Sheesh, I have so many projects um, going into 2019. Um, the Triple B Squad has a new project coming up. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yes, we love the Triple B Squad. So they have a new project coming out. Um, my author, Nadine Dickens, she has a new book coming out. Um, also, I have two standalones that go along with the Pastor's Wives Chronicles um, entitled Friends with the Monster and Calling All Hearts. So both of wow. those books will be out early 2019. And then I have a, a super cool project um, that is a Girl Boss Reset that goes along with Everything is Love. So I'll be doing a Girl Boss Reset sleepover with all of my nice. girl bosses, local and, you know, from out of state where we'll get to come connect together and bounce ideas off of one another and just have a night to reset ourselves as we go into this new year and kind of get our visions together. And last but not least, we're going to be taking Everything is Love on tour and, you know, we'll be coming to a city near you with Everything is Love, with your local entrepreneurs and authors. Oh, and one more thing, my business part will kill me. Um, I have a Chronicles that is coming out that everybody can kind of relate to. It will be an anthology with many different authors, and we'll also be doing monologues at a Black Fox Theater in New York as well. Um, It's called called The Bitter Bitch Chronicles, and it's basically the tale of overcoming. You know, we've all, all dealt with a person that's been bitter, and who has tried to oppress us in our lives. So they're just the stories of overcoming, and it ties into the everything is love theme of how we overcame, you know, adversity with love. Right. Wow. Yes, you are in line when you say you have a... (laughs) A lot of a lot of stuff uh, in the works, but it's great. You know, it's great to see um, you, you constantly out here um, doing things, and also, um, like I spoke on earlier about bringing people together uh, when it comes to the literary Absolutely. industry. Um, I believe it's a beautiful thing, and I, I believe it needs to be more of it. Um, you know, I, I would love to see more of it, and so I'm glad that you are putting all of these great things together. So make sure you guys um, connect. <clears throat> Excuse me. With Tracy, also, and uh, once again, Tracy, give out your information as far as uh, Facebook, Instagram, all those avenues, so that people um, can get in contact with you, and so that they can follow you, so that when these different events are coming, you know, they can be there. Absolutely. So on Instagram, my name is Crowned Air Inc. and that's C R O N E D H E I R I N C. 
on Facebook, author Tracy T. Cooper, and you can also join the Crown Bear Inc. Book Club, which is a super fun book club. We'll be discussing Million Dollar Baby. I'm just waiting for some of my readers to catch up. So if you join the Crown Bear Inc. Book Club, we will be discussing Million Dollar Baby. I always give out good prizes. Just ask my readers. Um, so we'll be having some, some Million Dollar Baby contests coming up shortly and I think that was it. Oh, and the Brave Firm. You can reach me at thebravefirm at gmail.com. Awesome, awesome. And so, you guys, I am going to actually uh, be posting uh, the link so you guys can go and purchase a Million Dollar Baby. Uh, definitely go purchase it. Read it and leave reviews. Um, as we talked about, authors love uh, to hear um, and read your reviews um, about your works also. And so, um, Tracy, uh, I am so glad that she came back on the show. Uh, one thing about Tracy is that she never lets any dust uh, get under her feet. She is always <laughs> moving and, and always making things happen. And so I think it is phenomenal um, to see it. And so I am excited for you. And uh, I am looking forward to reading um, the rest of the Chronicles uh, from this also. And uh, you got any final words or thoughts you want to share with the listeners out here? Um, well, first off, thank you for having me. Um, I had an awesome time and I love connecting to your readers. I love your energy also. And last but not least, I just want to say to everyone out there that's listening, no matter what, you know, no matter what career path you may be choosing, no matter what industry you may be in, what I said earlier about supporting the people around you is so important because what we give is what we receive. Just remember, and everything is love. If you can find love in that thing, you, you'll be able to turn turn it around. A lot of times in the literary industry, it's been discouraging, and, and there are haters, and there are people. There will be obstacles. There will be storms, but you can overcome all of those things with love. Remember, everything is love. Make sure y'all connect with me on Facebook, Instagram. Um, email me if you'd like more information about writing your own book or possibly being a part of the Brave Firm, I'd love to hear from you. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Uh, beautiful, and uh, once again, thank you so much for taking the time to come on here. Um, and also make sure you guys go check out uh, the Triple B Squad. Um, also, we had the phenomenal Arthur on here, and so uh, we want you guys to be on the lookout uh, for uh, the Triple B Squad. They got a lot of uh, phenomenal and, and great things going on um, in the works. And so um, tell them um, as well, Tracy, where they can go to get more information on um, the Triple B Squad. Okay. The Triple B Squad book is available on Amazon as well, both in paperback and in ebook form. Um, and also you can follow at the Triple B Squad on Facebook and Instagram. They are very interactive, and they're actually real little people. So you'll enjoy following real little people. And, you know, if you are a, a mother who is thinking about forming her own little Triple B Squad or whoever your squad may be, hit me up at the Brave Firm, and we can talk more about creating your children's book. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So make sure you guys uh, make that connection. And once again, thank you so much, Tracy, for coming on here. We know that you'll be back soon uh, with something else uh, because she um, always has great things in the works. And so we are definitely wishing um, you the best. And uh, you guys, make sure you um, head on over to Amazon and purchase that ebook, you guys, Million Dollar Baby. And once again, Tracy, thank you so much for coming on the show this evening. We definitely appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. And uh, we're going to uh, get ready to get out of here. But I hope you have a great rest of your week and weekend. And we'll be talking with you again soon. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. All right, you guys, that was Arthur Tracy T. Cooper. Make sure you guys go and connect with her on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all those great places. And may, more, most importantly, make sure you go and read Million Dollar Baby, you guys. And so uh, with that said, folks, we're going to get ready to get out of here, but make sure you come and check out and hang out with us next Tuesday um, at 7 p.m. Eastern uh 
Eastern Time. Uh, we're going to have a special guest, um, Arthur Stylicia Bowden. Um, she is an amazing, 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 amazing poet. Uh, but now she has written a book. Um, and she's going to be bringing us The Antidote. Um, you guys, um, this is a love sus- suspense story. And she's going to be bringing us that on Tuesday um, at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. So don't go anywhere. It's going to be a phenomenal show. Um, and I would love for you guys to be a part of it. And most of all, thank you guys for tuning in um, and supporting me and the Beautiful Butterfly Show. I couldn't do what I do without you awesome people. And so we're going to get ready to get out of here. You guys know it's Throwback Thursday, and we used to put a throwback jam on for you guys. So this tonight, we're going to go out with Blackberry Molasses, you guys. I am Bianca Fly. You guys have an amazing weekend. I'll see you next time. Same place right here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. I've been there myself